statements made on the Dr. Peter DeVette live radio show have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Products mentioned on the Dr. Peter DeVette live radio show are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease or illness. Information given by the host or co-host are the opinions of the speakers and are not intended as medical advice. Information on this show is not a substitute for medical advice and is strictly for educational purposes. Please seek the advice of your primary physician before starting anything new or following educational advice or opinions. This is Dr. Peter DeVette Live on Toginet.com. It's time to find out about your health and get your medical questions answered. Doctor, doctor, give me the news. Some of the topics we'll be discussing today include why America is facing a health care disaster, what the root causes are of your health care challenges versus symptom management, the holistic paradigm, how the spirit, mind, and body connection is critical in both the development of illness and the solution to illness. How emotions are directly related to physical illness. And how to read your own body like a book. The most effective medicine is to invest in wellness and live a holistic lifestyle. This is Dr. Peter DeVette Live on Toginet.com. And now, here's your host, Dr. DeVette. And welcome, everyone, to our show. This is Dr. Peter DeVette on Dr. Peter DeVette Live. And Susan Spence in the studio with me. And I uh, also would love your calls. If you're out there listening uh, to our show, give us a call. You're in the studio at 866-404-6519, 866-404-6519. We know that most people listen to our show on podcast, but we do have some that listen live. So if you have a question or a comment about the the subject at hand, <clears throat> please let us know. And that subject, by the way, is... The war on cancer. So, the war on cancer, are we succeeding or failing miserably? That is the question. So, we're going to find some answers, folks, because my contention is, I think a little bit of both. I think, uh, and yes, uh, you can have both in the same subject, because I, I think we are making progress against certain cancers. If we think about childhood cancers like leukemia and and um, not too many others, I think leukemia, uh, lymphoma, some of the adult lymphomas, yeah. we're doing a, a somewhat good a job on uh, treatment. And um, I'm having to rack my brain to think of any other form of cancer that we're really doing a good job on. I think this is uh, pretty dismal. I, I haven't heard of any. <laughs> now, we are, um, you know, there are, is some evidence that we're diagnosing cancer earlier and earlier. But I'm not sure that's a good thing. I think there's, a, there's the jury is out uh, on that. As, as a matter of fact, I think there's building evidence that we're actually doing more harm than good by looking for cancer all the time all over the place. Uh, and we'll talk about why that is. I think you you have some comments about you know, the frequency of uh, how frequently cancer occurs in the body and, and all of that. But uh, we are going to be talking about, you know, all this stuff. Yeah, and also, we're going to talk about why we've seen such an increase in incidence in cancer and why we're not really making a dent on death rates from most of them. You know, so, and and uh, I think it's, it's worse than that. We're actually creating a lot of harm uh, by also over-treating cancer. Right. You know, so... You know, a couple of years ago, I was in surgery uh, with a plastic surgeon, and she was doing a, a breast removal uh, from a woman who had cancer. And she looked up at me, and she said, you know, 
in probably 20 or 30 years, we're going to look back and say how barbaric this is because we're actually burning down the whole forest to get one tree. Huh? And she, she said, this will be barbaric what we do, but we don't, we don't know any differently. We don't, we're just doing all we know to do right now. But I can tell you in the future, we'll call this barbaric. And that was the surgeon that, that was the surgeon that, that was yeah. doing it. Yeah. And of course, you're in a prime position because you're the one that put people asleep in surgery room while while the surgeon is doing that. So and and uh, I've also another uh, like the big um, Whipple procedures where you have to do a lot of bypassing of stomach and gut and pancreas and all. Those are some horrific uh, procedures. And I've also asked the doctor that did those. I said, Doctor, would you do this to yourself? And he said. Absolutely not. <laughs> isn't that uh, yeah, hypocritical? Absolutely not. You know, isn't that hypocritical? You know, I went to a conference this weekend. I spoke at a conference uh, in Dallas, uh, international conference on uh, cancer, and you know, the the those, uh, the title of the conference had to do with insulin potentiated chemotherapy, which we're going to touch on on the air today because it's really, really fascinating. You know, some of the uh, some of the modalities that are coming forth that are actually much better options than, you know, than we traditionally, um, you know, uh, have used. What were you going to say? Uh, I, have, I have, remember, I have read a little bit about that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really interesting because, you know, what they found out is if you use insulin in conjunction with chemotherapy, you can get away with as little as one-tenth one of the dose and even less wow. of chemotherapy. So you can take literally one-tenth of the poison uh-huh. uh, that is normally pumped into people with cancer, and then you can combine that with insulin. Um, and so the cells, the cancer cells are anaerobic cells, fermenting cells. They literally... Uh, thrive in environments where there's reduced oxygen, mm. and so and they they live on 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 sugar. So they have to have sugar as their primary uh, nutrient. They cannot, they don't thrive on fatty acids. You know. So if you want to kill a cancer, by the way, um, think about this: uh, dietary recommendation number one on killing cancers: get off the sugars, get off the starches, or get off the grains. And you know, and this there's actually benefit in being on a high-fat diet. In some instances, they're putting people on uh, high-fat diets as much as 80% of their diet in fat. It's like that blew my mind, you know. But, of course, it's healthy fats, not unhealthy fats. And and, um, that's called a ketogenic diet. You know, so when you're eating more protein and more fat and no starches, no grains, uh, no sugars, uh, that's called a ketogenic diet, and there's actually a lot of benefit to be gained. You know, I'm not, I'm not sure I would go to the extreme of 80% uh, on a cancer patient, but I certainly have used the ketogenic diets, for instance, in my own, uh, on my on my own to to lose weight and to control metabolism, um, and it's also it's also great for insulin resistance. Aren't those diets acidotic? Well, you would think they are, uh, you know, acidotic. But uh, interesting thing that I learned about cancer too is the inside of cancer cell is kept very alkaline, actually. So the outside is very acidic, but the inside I of cancer that cell too recently. You know, it's like wow, you know, some weird stuff. You know, very different from what we used to believe. Used to believe, you know? yeah. But I will tell you what what really impressed me. You know, on this uh, at this cancer conference, we again heard a lot about what is contributing to this epidemic of cancer, why we are not winning the war on cancer, why we're actually losing it uh, miserably, at, at least uh, you know uh, against the big cancers. You know, the childhood cancers are a different, a little bit different. 
But even in childhood cancers, Susan, you know, we're looking at the short-term picture. You know, we're getting kids to, uh, through cancer without dying, but then they almost guarantee of getting another cancer within 10 years. As a matter of fact, everyone that gets chemotherapy or radiation therapy is almost guaranteed of a second cancer within right. 10 and a third cancer within 20. So there's literally a rhythm. You can almost stick your clock by the fact that, you know, if you're going to give somebody chemo or radiation for the cancer, they are going to get another cancer, you know, uh, within a certain period of time. I've seen that happen in my own family. Yeah, and there's more more reasons than just the most most obvious. You know, the chemo, the radiation, the you know the toxins that we're using as treatments. There's actually a, an emotional, mental reason as well. So when we talk about the recall healing elements, uh, there's you know there's there's also um, you know some some relevance there. By the way, you know I was very gratified. Uh, I got to spoke at, I got to speak at this conference twice. Uh, this weekend, um, but I was very gratified that more than half of the speakers this time, compared to a year ago, just 12 months ago, there were two speakers that mentioned anything outside of, you know, the the physics of cancer, that talked about the emotional, mental, social, spiritual realms, and that was me and and one other presenter, and we were were you know out of about 20 presenters, the only ones, and this year we were more than half of the presenters. Wow. You know, brought up the um, the emotional, uh, mental, you know, uh, issues at least, and 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 quite a few even the spiritual issues. You know, mm-hmm. so so I was very gratified. You know, and I'm not saying it was because I gave a speech last year or anything like that. Um, I just uh, I'm saying that there's a a change, there's a shift afoot in how we look at cancer. More and more people that are internet savvy are going on the internet and they're looking at other options and they're reading books like Knockout by Suzanne Summers, and they're saying, you know, we're, we're truly, you know, pra- practicing ancient, you know, destructive medicine here. You know, like that surgeon right. told you, we would look back at this era of lobbing breasts off and, you know, cutting out, uh, you know, so huge uh, segments of organs, and we'll say that was, um, you know, that was primitive to the extreme. And it is primitive because we know and we have known for over 40 years what, what the solutions are. As a matter of fact, you know, if you go back in history to 100 years ago, we see some, some indications that, uh, that we, were, we were kind of avoiding the obvious even back then. You know, because cancer was not a big killer 100 years ago. It was a minor issue. As a matter of fact, when people got a, a cancer 100 years ago, they didn't die of cancer. They died with cancer. You know, it was a, a growth. You know, oh, you have a growth. Yeah. You know, and there was, you know, sometimes that was a, a horrible-looking, fungating mass. But very seldom did that cause death. Well, you know? did they do autopsies on everybody? Maybe they just didn't know well, how they died. Uh, uh, it's, it's, it's true. Maybe they just didn't know. But, you know, it was pretty obvious uh, in those days. People died of old, uh, old age. They died of congestive heart failure. They died of uh, infections, pneumonia, you yeah. know, and it was pretty obvious. Uh, you know, death, uh, cause of death has changed totally in, in the last 100 years. That's true. Now more people die of cancer than any other cause. And our second biggest cause is, is heart disease. You know, so, and th- third, uh, third biggest cause is you know, things like stroke and diabetes. And you know, so these are modern illnesses that we didn't see before you know, in significant numbers you know, with or without autopsies. We, you know, we kind of, um, and, and there's some other st- statistics that we look at that really is, uh, are confusing unless you know what, what, uh, you know, what, what is 
what they're trying to do with, with the stats. So we're going to talk about statistics. We're going to talk about the big cancers, which, which cancers in this, uh, in this day and age are still uh, on the forefront, uh, which ones are increasing in, in incidence, and which ones are decreasing in incidence. So we're going to talk about that, and we're going to talk about the, the latest, greatest cancer therapies out there. And um, and some of them are not not necessarily chemo, uh, you know, uh, surgeries, and uh, and the radiation. So, uh, folks, just hold on. Give us a call here um, at the studio at eight six six four zero four six five one nine if you want to participate in the show. Eight six six four zero four six five one nine, and um, you can also go to shopqhi.com. Shopqhi.com. We'll be right back after this break. This is Dr. Peter DeVent Live. Find out how the flaws in our healthcare system are leading to epidemics of chronic diseases, including cancer and a myriad of others. Dr. Peter will be right back after these on toginet.com. Mary Beth Wells Hour is a talk radio show where we reach out, reach deep, and talk about topics of substance. We'll cover points of interest, such as World War II and the Holocaust, the Vietnam War, the planets and the oceans, skydiving, rock climbing, and much, much more. Join me every Monday at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time as we delve into and discuss fascinating subjects. It's a program to pique your interest for sure. My name's John Martin, and I'm the CEO of this radio station. Recently, I began a life-changing weight loss program under the supervision and care of Dr. Peter DeVette at QHI Wellness in Tyler, Texas. The program that Dr. DeVette put me on is called Beta HCG. Now, 97 days ago, I began the program, and as of today, I've lost a total of 63 pounds. (laughs) You heard me right, 63 pounds in just over 90 days. If you're out there suffering like I was from being overweight and just finally are ready to do something about it, then the days of those long-term yo-yo programs are over. You can finally take care of the problem for good. I personally recommend giving Dr. DeVette's clinic a call at 877-484-9735. That's QHI Wellness at 877-484-9735. Or go online at qhiwellness.com and change your life today. And oh, by the way, Tell them John Martin sent you. Doctor, doctor, give me the news I gotta... Welcome back to Dr. Peter DeVette Live on Toginet.com. He'll answer your health care and medical questions and share with you his knowledge and opinions on topics ranging from holistic health care to spirituality and wellness. Well, let's get back to the show. It's Dr. Peter DeVette Live on Toginet.com. Here again is your host, Dr. Peter DeVette. And we're back. Uh, this is Dr. Peter DeVille live. Uh, just had a moment there. Suddenly forgot that when the music ends, 
we're supposed to talk. So <laughs> a little side, side conversation here. But we're talking about the war on cancer and um, are we succeeding or failing miserably? That's the question. Um, and Susan, I think, you know, we've come to the conclusion that in some small ways we have had some victories. We're certainly doing better in the leukemia, uh, the leukemias, especially childhood leukemias and lymphoma, certain types of, types of lymphomas. But by and large, we are losing the battle. We are putting gazillions of dollars in, um, you know, we were, you know, looking through my slides here um, on this presentation. And one of the slides that I pulled up is one of Dr. Richard, I mean, President Richard Nixon signing uh, the decree uh, launching the war on cancer in 1974. 1974, that's 30, uh, 37 years ago. And uh, uh, no, sorry, yeah, it's 36 years ago, is that, is that right? 1974. It's no, no, 38 years ago, actually. This year it'll be 38 years. And where have we come? How, how are we doing? Not very good, folks. We, are, we have as many cancer deaths. And by the way, you know, since that uh, decree was filed, we've landed on the moon, actually just before even. You know, we've, we've done all kinds of extraordinary things. We now can talk on a cell phone, a little, little device, as big as your hand, anywhere on the earth. You know, with other people. Human genome has yeah. been completed. The yeah. human genome. We know every DNA <laughs> strand or any, every bit of the DNA code in the, the human cell and the cells of many other organisms. And yet, we cannot figure out cancer. We have not made any dance on cancer. In this uh, war on cancer, uh, we, you know, we, uh, the cost has been absolutely astronomical. $100 billion, Susan. $100 billion on research. And you know how much on treatment? A year? No, uh, total. Oh, okay. since, since this uh, okay. war was declared, the, since this war, war was declared, $3 trillion. $3 trillion in the treatment of cancer. I mean, that's, you know, we're, we're $15 trillion in debt, sixteen going on $16 trillion as a nation. You know, one-fifth of that debt is related to our war on cancer. How about that? Just one disease, mm. and <clears throat> we're losing our shirts. So... And if we look at um, cancer death, death rates, virtually the same today as it was, um, you know, back then. We, we're looking at a graph here in front of me, again, a slide that I showed at this conference in Dallas this weekend um, where I spoke. But if you look at um, 1975, uh, it was a, about a total, both sexes, just over 200 people per uh, Per 100,000, 200 people per 100,000 had died at that point. Um, and then when you look at today, it's about, you know, it's, it's virtually the same. If you draw a line straight through, it's just under that same number. But our population has increased dramatically since then. Mm -hmm. And so if you actually look at the, the death rates um, <clears throat> by citizenry, you know, we're, we're certainly not making uh, you know, significant progress. What were you showing me on, on that? Oh, I don't know. If that, I don't know if that's right or not. Um, plus minus seventy percent. Yeah, that common uses most of their proceeds. Race for the cure with the pink ribbon. Most of the proceeds do not go for research. It goes for the executives who are who are sponsoring. Oh, Coleman yeah. Race so, for the so, cure. so certain organizations yeah. that, are, that are part of this this war on cancer. You know, that are. <clears throat> are um, 
you know, collecting money, donations. You know, most of that is going to running these organizations. But what's even more scandalous is that most of, uh, most of the race that actually goes to research, just researching more cancer drugs. It's not researching other alternatives. It's not researching actually getting to the cause of cancer. And Susan, it's obvious to anybody that has half, you know, a, a neuron in their heads that you cannot cure cancer by just treating a symptom. Right. You cannot cure cancer by just, you know, uh, launching more war against it. You know, wars against stuff doesn't work. I don't know if you've noticed that, this, but, you know, we, we've had a war... Uh, declared against drugs in this country. We have had a war declared against heart disease, a war against diabetes, and a war against just about any other chronic illness you can think of. Now, you know, now against prostate cancer and so forth. And what are we? What happens is every time we declare war, we actually make the problem worse, not better. You know, prohibition was the war against alcohol. Right. What happened is we created a whole new wave of crime in this country, a whole new wave of crime that, you know, affected uh, this country in, in terrible ways. You know, we didn't prevent people from getting drunk. We just, you know, um, created a whole other industry, an underground industry that we couldn't, could not control. And uh, that, by the way, is, um, you know, is, is what, to, well, with cancer, it's not an underground industry. It's a legal industry that's literally poisoning people to death and literally killing people in the process of trying to cure them. Uh, it just uh, you know, amazes me. There's another thing that I've noticed that uh, a lot of drug researchers, in order to make the public confused about nutrition and the importance of nutrition and you know uh, maybe health, just general health and cancer, they put out these really strange reports like, well, we think that uh, vitamin C could contribute to the cause of cancer because when we withheld vitamin C from cancer cells, they died. Well, guess what? If you withhold water from them, they'll die too. You know, So all sorts of weird things are put out there to confuse yeah. the general public yeah. as far as nutrition goes. Like don't, you know, don't listen to the nutrition. Just listen to the pharmaceutical companies. You know, and that's just crazy. You know? It is. <laughs> I mean, if you think about it, um, you know, you can you – can, cause all kinds of uh, uh, you know, confusion with research if you do it also on the wrong substances. For instance, vitamin C. Most of the research that's been done the last few years on vitamin C is, made, uh, is done on GMO-based vitamin C. Vitamin C that comes from GMO sources, which is mainly corn. So most people don't know that 99.9% .9 of all the corn, uh, all the vitamin C in the market is made from corn, and that's GMO corn. So you know, so it, it's corrupted right from the get-go. Right. And vitamin E, for example, they've done some studies that show that not only does vitamin E not help to prevent cancer or prevent heart disease, but it actually increases the risk. But then when you look at the, look at the small print, you realize well, what they were using is a synthetic form of vitamin E that is poisonous, that we know is poisonous. And yet they use that to, you know, to, uh, to uh, place dispersions on, you know, on natural therapies to prove, supposedly prove that natural therapies don't work. But it's, you know, it's corrupt companies, uh, drug companies that are sponsoring these, uh, the research on some of these things um, and, you know, that are supposedly show that uh, these th things don't work. So a lot of the research dollars that go into studying natural medications are often sponsored by the drug industry specifically to uh, you know, to bring uh, natural medicine into disrepute, and yet there are literally thousands and upon thousands of studies 
you know, the one substance that we learned about at this conference is curcumin. Curcumin is uh, what turmeric is made from. Curry powders. Yeah, curry powder. The, the stuff that makes, uh, that they use in uh, Indian medicine. You know, so you see all kinds of, um, you know, uh, studies. There's over 4,000 studies, 4,000 studies just on, on curcumin, you know, in terms of its positive effects in cancer. I mean, extraordinary, you know. Wow. So, and yet most people have no clue, and oncologists, by and large, you know, the specialty, the focus is on cancer. None of the specialists that I've ever met uh, even know about curcumin as a, as a potential agent that can be used in treating cancer and preventing cancer. That's one of the reasons why wow. you see way, way lower rates of all kinds of cancer in India compared to America. Now, I'm not saying that's the only reason, but that's, that might be one of the biggest reasons. You know, I'm not saying that everybody should start Indi eating Indian food, <laughs> but the guy that presented the information on curcumin um, is an Indian, and he grew up on curcumin, you know, uh, curry, uh, breakfast, uh, lunch, and dinner. I mean, they, you know, that's, that's part of the, I, I guess, the culture. I started taking it about a month ago, and I have less uh, chronic neck pain than I had. I take it twice a day. And it, it really does help. Uh, one of our, uh, our hardest-selling supplement is called Flamaway. Flamaway is a huge dose of turmeric, too. So we use that for uh, chronic pain. We use that for, uh, you know, for strengthening the body, strengthening the body against inflammation and cancer, for that matter, and, and so forth. So um, very, very popular supplement. In that supplement, is combined with Skullcap and um, Boswellia and... Um, Holly basil, and, you know, basil, yeah, and ursolic acid or something like that. Mm -hmm. How do you say it? Uh, ursolic acid, yeah. So, so those those uh, those are great combinations. But folks, you know, we we need to wake up to what is really happening in this country with cancer because um, you know, with all the the diagnostic tools that we have available to us now to find cancer earlier and earlier, the question we have to ask is: Are we actually doing people a favor diagnosing cancer early? Um, and are we actually saving lives? You know, nobody really asks this question because they think it's obvious. If you find the cancer early, wouldn't you think that you're going to be saving lives? Well, if you think about what you have to do once you find the cancer, not necessarily so. Because if you find a cancer early, that usually means surgery. That usually means disrupting the meridians. As we spoke last week when we were talking about healthy aesthetics and we were talking about scars on the body, you know, <clears throat> you're disrupting meridians. So, um, so, and not just that, but if you do, a lot of the time, even with early diagnosis of cancer, you're having to do chemo and sometimes radiation because of the type of cancer, and that has major consequences. So, again, we're taking somebody that maybe had a 15% chance at a recurrence, and we're giving them a 100% chance at damage from the very agents that we're using in treatment, you know? So, and I see some of those patients in my clinic. And we, we always advise, you know, under legal, um, threat of legal action, we always advise our patients to do conventional medicine as well, you know, even when they do natural medicine. And a lot of them do, but they, they always suffer consequences, you know, with, with the conventional uh, treatments. So folks, we're going to be going to a break. Give us a call here at QHI Wellness for more information, 877-484-9735, 877-484-9735. Go to uh, shopqhi, shopqhi.com for more information. We're going to talk about some prevention 
uh, in cancer. In cancer prevention, we're going to also talk about the big cancers that are affecting us when we come back from this break. This is Dr. Peter DeVette Live. Find out how the flaws in our healthcare system are leading to epidemics of chronic diseases, including cancer and a myriad of others. Dr. Peter will be right back after these on toginet.com. Boost your life force and enhance your health today with Life Force Naturals. This product is a superb combination of all natural super green foods, berries and herbs that contain the entire spectrum of vitamins and minerals, and much, much more. Packed with chlorophyll, enzymes, vitamins, minerals, plant-based antioxidants, fiber, and a powerhouse of therapeutic herbal components, Life Force Naturals may also help you detox by optimizing liver, kidney, and gut function, giving you antioxidant protection, help reduce inflammation, help your immune system, your resistance against cancer, and your protection against heart disease. Life Force Naturals also has antifungal, antibacterial and antiviral properties life force naturals a cut above any commercially available multi-nutrient combination to order your bottle of life force naturals call 877-484-9735 that's 877-484-9735 or shop online at shophealthybody.com help your body get rid of disease causing inflammation today flam away presented to you by devet wellness Flamaway is made up of a superb combination of inflammation-fighting herbs, including turmeric, ginger, boswellia, resveratrol, and bromelain. Inflammation is the mechanism by which most pain in the body springs forth, and it's a central component of most disease creation in the human body. Flamaway reduces inflammation and often pain, and contributes to better heart and blood vessel health and immune system function. Also, great for many with arthritis, headaches and back pain, sore muscles, sports injuries, and any conditions involving inflammation. If you're a victim of inflammation, get your supply of phlegm away today by calling 877-484-9735 that's 877-484-9735 or go online at shophealthybody.com welcome back to dr peter devent live on toginet.com He'll answer your health care and medical questions and share with you his knowledge and opinions on topics ranging from holistic health care to spirituality and wellness. Well, let's get back to the show. It's Dr. Peter DeVette Live on Toginet.com. Here again is your host, Dr. Peter DeVette. And we're back. You're listening to Dr. Peter DeVette Live with Susan Spence here in the studio with me. And we're talking about the war on cancer. Are we... Winning or are we losing this war against cancer? And, you know, again, we're not wanting to detract from what conventional medicine has achieved in certain uh, areas of cancer therapy, especially in children, especially in the leukemias and in, in adults, also in the lymphoma arena. But by and large, we're seeing more and more cancer in breast cancer rates. Are continuing to increase. Uh, prostate cancer rates are continuing to increase, and the same with uh, you know colon cancer, lung cancer. I think there's been a little bit uh, of an improvement, but that's primarily because of changes in habits with less people smoking. We're definitely seeing, less smokers. Yeah, yeah, so we're definitely seeing a decrease in the tobacco-related cancers, which which is really um, exciting. But you know, by the way, it's, I don't think it's just tobacco that's that causes the problem there either. You know, when we talk about cancer and why cancer happens, uh, here in our clinic, we always look at things from a 
you know, uh, from a more of a holistic perspective, you know, the five levels of healing perspective. Mm-hmm. So uh, also, also called the five levels of disease creation. So if you look at why cancer happens, um, and that was the subject also of my discussion, what is, uh, what, what is the benefit to the human body for cancer to develop? And nobody really ever asks that. You know, why? Instead, they think of cancer as a scourge, as something, you know, unpredictable that comes forth out of nowhere. You know, that's genetically driven, and it's not. That's the one theme that I heard over and over again in this conference, you know, some with much, a lot of science behind it, uh, showing that it's epigenetics, not genetics. Ninety-five percent of cancer and this increase in cancer is epigenetic-based, which means that it's on the genes, not in the genes. So it's environmental factors, uh, stresses, and so forth that's acting on your genes that's making uh, cancer develop. You know, so... I've read that uh, with positive epigenetic changes that you can even change the chromatin to silence the gene that's, that's, that's saying to direct the cancer. You, yeah. you actually can, it's, it's like a, think about it like a paste, you know, it can actually silence the one that is saying the unhealthy message. Well, and you said something um, right before we started that you had heard from someone about spontaneous remission. So just go through, what, what was that you were saying? Oh, I've heard of uh, spontaneous uh, remissions of terminal cancer where people have just said to, the, uh, to their family, to everybody, well, if I am going to die, then I'm going to die and I'm going to speak my truth to everybody I know. I'll stop <laughs> what I'm doing, that, what I hate, and I'll follow the path of my heart uh, and I will enjoy each and every moment just like it's the last moment, and their cancer goes away sometimes. <laughs> well, I, th- I think you should write that down as a prescription. <laughs> write that down. There's, there's four elements in that statement that you just made, and each one of them absolutely powerful. As a matter of fact, I think we should write a book about those four elements. <laughs> <laughs> Spontaneous, because that, uh, Susan, that's the whole, you know, that's, that's what's so fascinating about studying cancer. Mo- n- nobody is studying People that go into spontaneous remission. Nobody is studying the people that that's uh, that get better when they are supposed to die. Nobody, uh, you know, studies uh, people that uh, that have stage four uh, cancers spread all over their bodies, and then in the next moment they're not sick anymore. You know, nobody. But if you if you listen to what Susan just said, you know, there's some keys there in why those people get better. You know, and uh, in my book, Heal Thyself, Transform Your Life, Transform Your Health. Um, there's a section called The Cure, Your Guide to Miraculous Healing. And in that, there's 18 steps that I, you know, that I go through uh, for healing, to make healing more likely to occur. And uh, I think that some of those elements are in what you were just saying. You know? um, one thing is you have to speak your truth. You have to uh, you know, get the, the lid off what you're suppressing into the subconscious. Right. So, you know, so they were absolutely right when they say that, you know, if they got cancer, they would just, uh, you know, start telling everybody that, that they know what they really feel. You know, most of us, you know who gets cancer? The stuffers. <laughs> the stuffers. The nice people. The nice people, you know. So those that, uh, that don't express um, discontent, those that ha- don't have the body to explode and let, let off, those are the ones that get cancer. Yeah, I better yeah. be careful. I better be. <laughs> Both of us. Yeah, I mean, you know, but but uh, but seriously, 
Um, it, it, there's, we cannot express how important it is to, you know, number one, if, if, you, if you do develop a cancer, you can read this in reverse, by the way, and you can find out what the, the, the non-communicated issue is. What is it that you didn't communicate that got stuck in your cells, that got stuck in your genetic makeup uh, that programmed for the cancer? You know, so uh, does that make sense? Mm-hmm. It does. And you were saying something else too. Uh, and uh, enjoy each moment like it's the last moment. Yeah. So be be, be uh, you know live in a, live a passion driven life. One of the chapters in my book is you know is to live uh, uh, a purpose driven life and to be present in the moment. You know I, I don't think there's a, a chapter specifically on being in the now, but. That is a theme that goes uh, throughout my book, especially the mental emotional sections. You know, if you're, if you're somewhere else, if you're stuck in the past or stuck in the future, worried about the future, or if you're too involved in other people's dramas, you know, the drama triangles that, that abound in so many people's lives, and you're stuck, you know, at, uh, carrying other people's stuff, then you have no chance. You're probably going to end up with cancer or, or worse. Um, but if you're in the present, if you're able to let go of things, if you're able to be in the moment, um, and you know that's that's the one thing about cancer that I that we talked about this this weekend too when I gave my 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 <clears throat> lectures is that cancer is in so many ways can be a blessing. You know, cancer actually is a wake upper. You know, it's it's a you know kind of the shot across the bow that says to you wake up. Get you know, smell the roses. Stop, you know, uh, uh, stuffing. You know, stop, um, you know, uh, being a perfectionist and expecting other people to be uh, perfect around you right. and, and yourself. It's more uh, focused on self than anything else. You know, the cancer patients are often the ones that are perfectionistic to the extreme, but it's a devaluation that they carry with them. Mm-hmm. So when we look at a lot of the cancers, they have in common a thread of uh, devaluation. So the devaluation conflict, you know, when you talk about the bone cancers, the muscle tumors, when you talk about bone marrow cancers, uh, and when you talk about uh, diseases of the tendons, and also the lymphatic system, and even fat, all devaluation conflicts that come into play there. Does that make sense? Yeah. You know, a perfectionist feels devaluated because they never feel good enough. So there's another, the effort never feels enough, like it's enough. And there's another characteristic of people that, that uh, heal spontaneously from cancer, and that is they have a great sense of humor. You have to be able to laugh at life if you, if you want to heal from cancer because you have to be able to have such levity that you can laugh at death or laugh, you know, uh, you know pretty much stare death down and laugh in its face, mm-hmm. you know? Do you know, I, being an intensive care nurse, I have seen some of the most exquisitely tender moments between a husband and a wife, even when the, one of the spouses didn't live, because they lived every moment like it was their last moment. They said that the year and a half or whatever time it was they had together was the best time of their entire marriage because they made every moment count. And it was, uh, it was wonderful to see people be actually, even though they were sad, they were thankful that they knew how much time they had because it was the best time they ever had in their life. Yeah, that, that is beautiful. Yeah, and and, that, and that's, that's another part of healing from cancer is being well-connected. 
<laughs> literally and figuratively. You know, knowing a good physician or a good healer is a good good thing, but also being well connected socially. If you have a social support system, if you have a loving spouse, if you have friends and family, you know, when you feel, um, you know, a closeness with humanity, you know, is so so different in uh, compared to being isolated, you know, not being part of a group, not being, uh, you know, even just going to church, even if you don't believe. <laughs> what's going on in church or the message just being part of community can be so powerful you know and so, of course a belief in a higher power is another key to uh, to deeper healing you know knowing that there's a purpose and a reason for your suffering how about that you know so if you have cancer and you can see um, you know the, the the beauty if you know or the blessing in it. If you can, if you can see, let, let me just make this point. If you can see a blessing in your cancer, if you can see the beauty in your cancer, you have already taken a huge leap towards healing it. If you can't, if you see it as a scourge, if you see it as, uh, you know, <clears throat> as a uh, curse, then you, in many ways, already doomed. Even before you hit. Hit yeah. dirt, you know, <laughs> uh, before you hit dirt, as they say. Yeah, so I have seen people too afraid to go home and even think about it. You know, they just immediately start. You know, just they're just so horrified that they they don't even they don't even think or look about other options because there's so much pressure put on them. Like you've got to start right now, today, today, today. You know, they're yeah. horrified. Yeah. They just do it. You know. So uh, and so we, we we promised that we would talk about some of the the growing threats out there. What what are the cancers that are growing incidence? Well, I think we already mentioned breast cancer is going up, prostate cancer rates are going up, and death rates. Yet even in spite of all the early diagnoses that we make, and I think by the way that prostate cancer and breast cancer rates are going up because we're looking for them more. So if we look for them more, we find them more, and then you know. Um, but uh, Susan, here's the thing. The question is, would the cancer have gotten worse if we didn't look for it, or would it have gone away? And most people out there think that's a stupid question, Dr. DeVette, because it's obvious, isn't it? Cancers just grow and grow and grow, but that's not true. That is absolutely the furthest, furthest thing from the truth. Cancer tends to clear itself. Tend to, cancer tend to, uh, cancers tend to turn around, and it's, it's estimated that the average human being develops cancer at least seven times, significant cancers, at least seven times during their lifetimes. Wow. There's other research that shows that cancers pop up all the time. Cancer cells, mm-hmm. abnormal cells pop up all the time. And your immune system zaps them while they're little. Right. And so, so folks, uh, again, uh, give us a call. You're at 877-484-9735. You're at QHI Wellness for more information. If you want to get a copy of my book, go to shopqhi.com, shopqhi.com, or a copy of my mentor's book. It's called Recall Healing, Pyramid of Health. Dr. Renault, his manual is also available at that website. We'll be right back after this. Doctor, doctor, give me the news. I got a this is Dr. Peter DeVette Live. Find out how the flaws in our health care system are leading to epidemics of chronic diseases, including cancer and a myriad of others. Dr. Peter will be right back after these on toginet.com. Tired of achy joints inhibiting your ability to get around, exercise, or even enjoy your life? Having healthy joints should be a given for most people, even those older in age. There's nothing that says you should settle for anything less than strong, healthy joints. DeVette Wellness Comprehensive Joint Formula contains powerful nutrients like glucosamine, 
which is scientifically proven to help joints heal. A powerhouse of additional herbs and nutrients, including MSN, muswellia, ginger root, horsetail extract, and hyaluronic acid that makes this a phenomenal combination in helping support joint health. Help your body rebuild cartilage, reduce joint swelling, stiffness, inflammation, and pain today with the Vet Wellness Comprehensive Joint Formula. Get your supply of comprehensive joint formula today by calling 877-484-9735. That's 877-484-9735. Or go online to shophealthybody.com. Are you frustrated with the health of your digestive tract? Tired of heartburn and reflux symptoms? Sluggish or missing gallbladder? gas, bloating, or irritable bowel syndromes? If you feel your ability to digest food is not quite up to snuff, then try out DeVet Wellness Digestive Optimizer Formula. Digestive Optimizer Formula is packed full of digestive enzymes, ox bile, and acid precursors to help you digest carbs, fat, and protein. If your stomach feels too acidic for step one, then do step two first. Step two is a product called Glutagenics, which contains aloe, licorice root, and L-glutamine. Take charge of your digestive health today. Call 877-484-9735. That's 877-484-9735. Or shop online at shophealthybody.com. Welcome back to Dr. Peter DeVette Live on Toginet.com. He'll answer your health care and medical questions and share with you his knowledge and opinions on topics ranging from holistic health care to spirituality and wellness. Well, let's get back to the show. It's Dr. Peter DeVette Live on Toginet.com. Here again is your host, Dr. Peter DeVette. And we're back. You're listening to Dr. Peter DeVette Live. And again, uh, Susan Spencer in the studio with me, and uh, we practice integrative medicine, by the way, here in uh, East Texas, Northeast Texas, and Tyler, Texas, where we combine the very best of natural medicine with the essentials of conventional medicine f- uh, for a healthier you. And we also, uh, one of our mottos is the most cost-effective medicine is getting healthy. People often think they can't afford natural medicine, often think that they cannot uh, you know, climb out of the box because, you know, the box represents what is covered by the insurance. It, the box represents what they know, <clears throat> you know, even if it's destructive, even if it is disease-creating and misery-creating. Uh, and yet, most people, when they when they start looking outside the box, and, and that's why I was inspired to write my book, by the way, Heal Thyself, Transform Your Life, Transform Your Health. You know, the premise of that book is that if you want to heal from a disease, you have to transform yourself first, your your emotions, your uh, belief systems, you know, the way you look at life from a spiritual perspective. You have to uh, incorporate your spiritual beliefs into your uh, your ability to heal. Um, and, um, you know, and the sad thing is, uh, is exactly, as a matter of fact, I'll, I'll have you speak to this. You know, what, what happens in conventional medicine when people uh, search for things outside the box? You tell me. I have seen patients want to do what you say and want an integrative approach. You know, they say, I want the best of everything. And I've actually seen oncologists say, you do it my way or the highway, and they actually fire their patient. They won't treat the patient if they want to do additional therapies that's outside of, you know, conventional medicine. 
And I, and Susan, you know that that is unbelievable. But I know it's true because I've seen that. You know, patients that come to us often for support. We don't even we do not do cancer treatment. We do cancer support. You right. Know? And and that, by the way, is political as much as anything else. You know, we we do not um, uh, pretend to treat cancer because uh, in this day and age, in this country, if you as a physician or as a medical institution, dare claim to treat cancer, uh, you can have your license taken away and literally uh, removed. And it's the, you know it's uh, th- there's more territorialism in the cancer industry. And you know why? I heard I, I understood finally understood it this weekend uh, with one of the lecturers that gave a lecture, and that is because of massive guilt. Massive guilt because oncologists know what happens when they treat patients the way they do. They know that uh, in so many ways they may be contributing to, uh, to to increase death rates. They know that they're maiming patients. They know that they're deforming patients. That these patients are working are walking away with massive conflicts of devaluation because of body parts that have been removed in many cases unnecessarily. Uh, they know what happens when the, you know these patients are given chemotherapy agents and they come back dead because of infections, because of immune suppression, because of you know blood. Uh, bone marrow destruction, you know, where they can't even make red blood cells or white blood cells anymore and, and so forth. And, you know, so I think that is a, a huge part of it because they are, these patients, when they start taking matters in their own hands, they do better. And then they go back to these oncologists and they're mad at them. So the, that's part of the, the political infighting. Literally, there's a fight right now for the heart and soul of medicine right now. You know, with conventional medicine uh, sticking to their guns of destructive therapies and everybody else, and including the general population, waking up to the fact that there's something wrong with this paradigm. That people are not getting better, they're getting sicker and sicker. You know? And it's not just cancer, it's pretty much globally. Also, I see too that even with the cancer survivors, afterwards, they often have horrendous problems with pituitary, thyroid, ovarian function, testicular function, pineal gland, pancreas, liver. Uh, Some of them can't even make uh, digestive enzymes anymore. So they might have survived the cancer, but they've literally blown out some of the most important things in their body doing it. Yeah. I mean, and so the quality of life often uh, goes down the tubes. In one of the slides that I showed this weekend, I I just uh, looked at one cancer, and and it was prostate cancer. And what what the the deep, dark, dirty secret about prostate cancer is even today, we have 200,000 new cases of prostate cancer being diagnosed, and we have 30,000 deaths from prostate cancer. But the the, the most telling statistic is the tremendous uh, consequence of the treatments uh, against the cancer, you know. So when you look at the surgeries, if you look at the radiation, when you look at the, you know, the um, the anti-hormone treatments that these patients are receiving, sky-high incidence of bladder leakage, incontinence, men peeing all over themselves because they've had the prostate ripped out, In, you know, impotence. In other words, no possibility of being able to function sexually anymore because they've had the nerves cut that uh, go through the prostate you know, to to the penis, you know, so no possibility of enjoying that aspect of their lives uh, anymore and so forth. And it's just, you know, it's it's absolutely catastrophic. And and yet no difference whatsoever on the death rates from compared to 1974. I mean, can you imagine the dollars that we're spending, the, you know, the, the pain and suffering that's being created, you know, in, you know, and yet we have virtually nothing to show for it. 
you know, and uh, we're going to be doing a show on prostate cancer, but by the way, because I think this is uh, this is one of the the most important cancer areas that needs to be talked about. Because you know, there's there's now a new movement afoot of physicians, uh, even conventional physicians that are doing what what's called watchful waiting instead of aggressive therapy for cancer. If a man is 65 or above. They're actually waiting instead of uh, tri jumping in aggressively. And men, if you're out there listening to this program, think twice before you allow a physician to do aggressive therapy on you and even aggressive diagnostics because every biopsy that's done on a prostate has a consequence. And I know that's, you know, we're not telling people what to do. We're not treating cancer as such. But we do a lot of cancer support here at QHI Wellness for people that want to stay healthy as they go through conventional treatments. And we do have some people that uh, that come to us saying, no way, shape, or form am I going to do conventional uh, therapies. Please help me in the way, whatever way you can to be healthy. And it's not for us to judge people if they make that request. So we do the best we can to help people in their uh, journey to uh, improved health, but but this is something that that we're going to be talking more more about, and that'll be on Thursday. On Thursday, we're going to do a, a program on prostate cancer, and uh, maybe on Friday, Susan, we can do um, a show on, on breast cancer. Seeing that those are the two that we already pulled out today, uh, and then over time, we'll also be doing shows on other specific cancers. We're going to be doing another one on thyroid cancer because that one uh, was particularly popular <clears throat> way back because that is one of the fastest growing cancers too, and there's a big reason reason for that. Uh, as a matter of fact, it's called Fukushima in Japan is one of the reasons. And another another reason is called dentistry. And the x-rays that are being taken of patients left and right virtually every year to screen for dental problems that's actually radiating the thyroid. So that's another, <clears throat> another issue again. So we're going to be talking about thyroid cancer in all likelihood next uh, next week and uh, we're also going to be talking about liver cancer uh, which uh, which is very very fast growing in the society for people that know of someone and so uh, that show we'll probably also be doing pancreatic so liver cancer pancreas cancer and gallbladder cancers uh, three of the fastest growing cancers in the world uh, especially in America uh, and actually worldwide you know so liver cancer is is ripe, rampant, in, even in Africa, places like Africa because of certain toxins in the food supply, but also because of certain emotions. One of my patients with liver cancer is somebody from Africa that immigrated and will be t telling his story and, you know, what exactly happened there. So, so folks, uh, uh, stay tuned. Um, we are going to talk more about it. Let's quickly talk about cancer alternatives. You, you wanted to say something about thermography, so I, I'll go ahead and have you <clears throat> do that quickly. Okay. Um, thermography is a scanning technique where you see, you check the blood flow in the breast. If you have just a fibrous scar tissue, you'll not have increased blood flow there. But if you have a cancer, it will show up as uh, a hotter, brighter spot. And that's where you can use thermography uh, to search for uh cancer instead of radiating somebody with uh, x-rays all the time and th then there's no need if you see you know a you, you don't even see anything if it's just scar tissue yeah and the thing about thermography that i love is is it's a functional test it's a functional test not just a a, a static test like an x-ray that shows you something you don't have a clue what it is 
uh, thermography actually shows you blood flow patterns through, through the breast, for example, and shows where a breast cancer might be developing uh, because very early on, even before you have any signs on a, on a mammogram, um, because uh, you know, blood flow patterns will change. So you, you actually can, can diagnose things at a point where you can still intervene and still change the course of the disease and reverse those blood flow changes, detox the breast, do um, you know, detox strategies. And, and that's what I wanted to mention quickly too is on our website at shopqhi.com. ShopQHI.com. We have um, a few things that might be of interest. There's the 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 wellness, uh, the health and wellness package, or the wellness support package, with Life Force Naturals in it, Immune Complex, and um, I think the remedy called Berber, B-U-R-B-U-R, which is a dual action detox remedy. So for people that just want to do some very basic stuff to to be healthy, to reduce their risk of cancers, and and to protect the body with very very powerful. Uh, antioxidants, that's a good option. And then the basic detox package for those that want to get real serious about cleaning out. you have some other comments? I do. I've read a lot that iodine therapy, high-dose iodine, can uh, decrease uh, the benign cystic breast. Can it actually help with breast cancer? Absolutely. Uh, iodine deficiency, in, in patients that are iodine deficient, a much, much higher risk of breast cancer developing. And when we look at vitamin D3 also, another uh, key nutrient in protecting against all forms of cancer. So the more research we do on vitamin D3, uh, the more we see that uh, D3 is absolutely critical in protecting us against cancer. And also some uh, some interesting information on uh, for those people that do have cancers in their body. So for those of you that are suffering from cancer, there's some key nutrients that you might want to consider. These same uh, nutrient packages, the de- basic detox package uh, that you can get at shopqhi.com, uh, the wellness support package, uh, anybody can use it, even those that are affected with disease. And um, we also, again, we're going to be talking about more specific cancers. Tomorrow we're talking about bringing sexy back the healthy way. Um, so we're going to be uh, talking more about uh, my book uh, that is coming out here in the next couple of weeks, my new book, Bringing Sexy Back. And the subtitle is going to be Transform the Body That You Want to Have to the Body That You Want. So, uh, so have a wonderful day. Thank you so much for listening to our show. For any other questions, call 877-484-9735. Thank you for being a part of Dr. Peter DeVette Live. We'll be here every weekday at 1 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Eastern,